Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. U.S. President Ronald Reagan. History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and it's Friday, so I thought we'd do something a little fun today. Ever since the fall of the Berlin Wall on November 9th, 1989, historians have debated who deserves the most credit for the event that sparked the end of communism in Eastern Europe and the ultimate demise of the USSR. Many will point to U.S. President Ronald Reagan and his tear down this wall speech, as well as the arms race he triggered that bankrupted the Soviet Union. Some will argue that it was the policies of Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev. Still others insist that it was Pope John Paul II, the Pope from then-communist Poland, who brought down communism. That's actually something I did an episode on a while back. And surely the half million people who gathered at the wall that November played a key role. Now for the past 34 years, I've believed it was the combination of the three men mentioned before, Reagan, Gorbachev, and John Paul II, who were the key figures in the fall of the Berlin Wall. But some recent research proves that I was wrong. The truth has been right in front of my eyes, or more accurately, my ears, all along. Every single day, in fact. Because like so much else in life, the answer to the question is Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. You might think I've finally lost my mind in my adoration of the Bard from the Garden State, but I haven't. Ronald Reagan toiled against the Communists his whole life. Gorbachev had absolute power to change things in the Soviet bloc from 1985 forward, and John Paul II had been Pope for 11 years when the wall fell. During all this time, things remained the same. Then, on July 19, 1988, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band played a concert in East Berlin in front of 160,000 fans. And 16 months later, the wall was gone. Coincidence? Don't be ridiculous. The 31-song set list that he played that day would have been enough to cause them to rip the wall down just to get to Western music. It includes songs like Badlands, Out in the Street, the River, The Promised Land, Born in the USA, Chimes of Freedom, Paradise by the Sea, I'm on Fire, Dancing in the Dark, and of course Born to Run, Hungry Heart, and 10th Avenue Freeze Out. Three of the songs that I mentioned were consecutive. And I believe that they ultimately sealed the end of the Soviet stranglehold on Eastern Europe. Though Born in the USA isn't the jingoistic anthem many Americans still mistake it for, the mere sight of 160,000 people belting the song out in a communist country was more powerful than 50 speeches by President Reagan and three tank divisions. He followed it up with Chimes of Freedom, the Bob Dylan tune whose message could not be missed and in what has to be a one-time only event for Bruce Springsteen, gave a message to the crowd in German, 
broken German, but German nonetheless. He never mentioned the wall, but he used the word barrier and how the barriers needed to come down. That's not a subtle message. Finally was that third song, Paradise by the Sea. He could have chosen anything to follow Chimes of Freedom, but he knew what the moment required. Paradise by the Sea is the only instrumental Springsteen ever released, featuring not him, but the magical saxophone of Clarence Big Man Clemens. After decades of looking at statues of Lenin and Stalin, the people were finally seeing what a true giant looked like, and they loved him so much, they ultimately ripped down a wall to be closer to him. Springsteen made only one misstep during the entire concert. Without considering the possible consequences, he stubbornly continued to play Glory Days, a song that nearly made the crowd decide that breadlines and secret police were better than any society that would allow that song to, to survive. Quickly seeing his error, he followed it up with an Elvis Presley cover, and the crowd was his again. So, boys and girls, when your history teacher tells you that a president or a pope ended communism, tell them they're wrong. The true heroes were, as always, Bruce and the Big Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.